Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. So today we are starting a three-week sermon series called The Truth About Happiness. And what we're going to be doing through this short, yet I believe life-transforming series is not only taking some time to uncover some misconceptions we all have when it comes to chasing after this thing called happiness, but also to begin to uncover what it is the gospel has to say about happiness and how to attain more of it which of course is something we all long for, right? Or how many of you, if you're really honest with yourself, could use a bit more happiness in your life? Anybody? Yeah, I've never met anyone that was like, no, you know, I've got too much happiness. I don't need any of that. (laughs) Well, if happiness is what you're chasing, and again, I know you are, we all are to a certain extent, Where I think we need to begin today to kind of set the foundation for this series is with the biggest misconception that people have when it comes to happiness. Or the very thing that ironically that is keeping us from experiencing lives that are filled to overflowing with all that is good. So let's get into this misconception. Have you ever noticed how happiness seems to be the goal? the end point or that destination that every single one of us is chasing after with everything that we've got? Have you noticed how to a certain extent everything that you do, everything that you are, and even all that you buy is in some sense about happiness? For example, success really isn't about success, but about that feeling that you get when you succeed. Money is really not about having money, but being able to buy things that you think are going to make you happy. Being famous really isn't about being famous, but about the feeling you get when you are admired and looked up to by other people. And then if you keep pushing, being married is not just about being married, but it's about being happy and making someone else happy. Having children is not just about having children, but it's about chasing this thing we call happiness. And even your work, it's not really about what you do, but it's about being happy. Or what I think you'll discover when you take a step back and examine your life and why you are who you are, why you do what you do, if you take your blinders off, you'll find This unrelenting quest for happiness or the belief, whether you're aware of it or not, whether you believe it or not, that happiness is actually the point. That happiness is the goal of life. Now, the reason I believe we are a people who are so consumed with being happy or a people who are so devoted to finding happiness with everything that we are using any means necessary is because this is what we have been taught, told, and indoctrinated with in a thousand different ways our entire lives. Or or to put this into perspective, and these are just a few of the examples. When you talk to parents about what they want most for their children, what they will tell you almost every single time, and I am guilty of this without blinking an eye, is, I just want my kids to be happy. 
I just want my kids to grow up out and go out into the world and be happy. That's what life is supposed to be all about, which means from the moment kids arrive in the world, what their parents are telling them in spoken and unspoken ways, whether they're aware of it or not, is that happiness is the goal. And then even for those of you who are sitting there grumbling like, well, that's not the way I raise my kids. I didn't raise my kids in that way. I made them work. I made them suffer. I didn't buy them everything they wanted. What you need to keep in mind is the reason why you raised your kids in that way and not the other way is because you wanted to give them the tools they would need to go out and face this oftentimes difficult world. So that even when life got hard or they were facing unhappiness, they would have the tools they would need to overcome that difficulty so that eventually they could be happy. Again, the goal being happiness. But you also have to understand that the way we were raised is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to how ingrained happiness is within us. Or when it comes to why we believe that happiness is this destination, turn on your TV and what you'll find being played out in a million different ways are stories that culminate with happy endings. There's the love story where man and woman fall in love and they go on to do what? They live happily ever after. There's the underdog story, which is my favorite story, right? Where someone against all these odds overcomes and they, they win so they can go on and live happily ever after. And for those of you guys who are in my generation, what comes to my mind is Rudy, Rudy. Anybody know what I'm talking about there? Rudy. It's the greatest movie of all time, right? Then there's the story of good versus evil. And you guys know what happens in the story of good versus evil. Good overcomes evil every single time because that's how it's supposed to work, which then in turn leads to everyone living happily ever after. In fact, to a certain extent, what you will basically find when you strip most television shows down to the plot line is that there is a problem which makes people unhappy. After a bit of struggle, the problem gets solved, and guess what? It makes everybody happy. Which, by the way, is not just the plot line of most television shows, but it's the plot line of almost every movie you have ever watched, along with every book you have ever read, because that's the way those stories are designed to work. It's why we love them so much. How many of you guys love to, to sit down and watch a great movie, and you love that feeling you get at the end? The reason you love that feeling is because they're living happily ever after, and that's how you should be living your life. And then what you'll also find being interjected into those TV shows about every eight minutes or so, along with showing up before the movies, and as you're surfing the internet, and as you're driving down the road, are these powerful little things called ads. And how these ad works is they try to get you to see that you have a problem. And the problem is, is you're unhappy. And to solve your problem, they try to convince you to buy their product because if and when you buy their product, your problem will be solved. And guess what? You'll be happy. Which are messages that we are hit with knowingly and unknowingly 6,000 times a day. 2012, it is estimated that the average person is now encountering between six to 10,000 ads every single day. And for those of you who don't think ads have a huge impact on your life, I want you to go home and look at all of your stuff 
And then ask yourself why it is you have a house full of stuff that you really don't need and still haven't found what it is that you're looking for. Come on now. Now, because our lives are filled with these messages, and these are just two examples of, of where this narrative plays out, what we've come to expect is that we too should be living happily ever after, or that happiness is the point. And if we're not happy, then we're missing the point. So do you guys, you guys starting to see it? Are you starting to see why... Most of us believe that happiness is the goal or why we're spending our lives chasing after this feeling of bliss. Anybody out there going to respond? Yes. <laughs> oh, you're smiling? It doesn't help. Some of you, it doesn't help. <laughs> well, now that you do see it or now that you can see why this striving for happiness is so ingrained in everything that we do and everything that we are. What I want to show you starting this week, which is actually the first step in happiness, is that contrary to what we have been taught most of our lives according to the gospel, happiness is not, nor has it ever been the goal. Again, you really need to get that. Happiness is not, nor has it ever been the goal. Or to really get it, I need you guys to say it with me. Happiness is not the goal. Happiness is not the goal. It's not the goal. And to see this is true, all you have to do is open up your Bible and start reading about the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Because what you won't find there, no matter how hard you try, and I have tried, is a man whose goal in life is to be happy. Because if that were the case, there is no way that Jesus would have spent his entire life traveling all over Israel, healing the sick, casting out demons, teaching these hard-headed humans, dealing with the Jewish leaders, and then giving his life on the cross when he could have been doing nearly anything else as the Son of God if happiness were the goal. Which is a point that's made even clearer as you examine the lives of those who chose to follow Jesus after his death and resurrection. Because again, what you will not find there, what you will not find as you scour the rest of the New Testament is that happiness is the meaning of life. Or that happiness is su supposed to be what we're chasing after. Because again, if happiness were the goal, you wouldn't find the disciples like Peter and Paul traveling all over the Roman Empire, risking their lives, suffering beatings, being thrown in prison, and even being excommunicated themselves if happiness were the goal which is as true today as it was back then. Because what you'll find playing out through every part of Christian history is you observe what committed Christians have devoted their lives to. Think Mother Teresa, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr., or whoever it is that you admire these days. It's very clear that happiness is not, nor has it ever been the goal. So say it with me again. Happiness is not the goal. Which means the biggest misconception we have to overcome when it comes to the truth about happiness is that happiness is the goal. We've got to get beyond that. Now, I know at first, when you hear this, this seems to be a bit depressing and scary. 
right? Because of what it might mean for our lives. Or on first blush, where we normally go with something like this, well, if happiness is not the goal, then that means God wants us to suffer or experiencing happiness must be a bad thing. No, that's not what it means at all. Instead, what you need to know when it comes to the truth about happiness is that just because happiness is not the goal, it is not what we're supposed to be chasing, that doesn't mean that God doesn't want you to live lives that are filled to overflowing with happiness and joy and purpose and meaning and all those good things. No, in fact, what I hope to show you over the next couple of weeks, which is not only what the gospel has been proclaiming for the last 2,000 years, but is what modern science has started to uncover is that ironically, the first step you have to take towards experiencing more happiness in your life is to stop making happiness your goal. Is to realize that happiness is not, nor has it ever been the point of point in, in life. In fact, happiness as the goal is actually what's getting in the way of you experiencing just how good your life really is is. But we're going to get into that next week. What you guys need to do this week, and what I'm going to challenge you to do this week, is you kind of go back out into the world and, and do some thinking. And hopefully you guys don't just show up here and don't think about this stuff again. If you do, shame on you. Um, you need to think about this stuff. As you go back into the life, as you go back into your lives, I want you to spend some time really wrestling with just how much your quest for happiness, just how much your quest for that feeling controls and affects every part of your life. And then I want you to think about how your quest for happiness might just be the very thing that is keeping you from being happy. And after you've done all that difficult work, I want you to come back next week because we're going to get into what the purpose of our lives is really supposed to be and how happiness is actually a side effect of that. Happiness is not the point, nor has it ever been the point but it's the side effect of chasing something so much bigger than, and better than just that feeling of bliss. Let us pray. Father, today what we need to learn, what we need to wrestle with, what we need to see if we haven't seen it before, is that we truly are a people who have been trained to think that happiness is the goal. Even when it comes to religion, even when it comes to why we're here, oftentimes, sometimes, when we come to this place, the reason we come is not for more of you, but because we want to be happy. So help us, O oh Lord. Help us, O oh Lord, this week to go back out and to see just how much happiness controls our lives, this, this chasing after this, this euphoria, this bliss, so that next week as we come back and learn what it is that you're actually calling us to chase, we'll discover that, that happiness is a side effect of doing what you called us to do or, or being who it is that you called us to be. So Lord, prepare our hearts and minds to do that wrestling this week and then to come back and learn how we can find even more happiness 
when happiness is no longer our goal. We ask this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.